Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sagerman, and my co-host, the compatriot in crime, IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Victor Martinez injured, the future of men's physique, Kevin English out of the O, the Olympia preview, and an interview with Chris Aceto all this week on Access Bodybuilding. That's it, Christina. No, that's not it. We have one more big story. We have oh. Baby Asher to talk about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Baby Asher. Yes. Uh, Aaron Singerman's a officially a new daddy. How does it feel, Singerman? Tell us all. Um, it feels it feels great. I mean, um, he has been a, a wonderful baby. You know, I guess when it, when he finally popped out, you know, and uh, that was a uh, on Monday morning last Monday at uh, at seven thirty in the morning, and he kind of po- he popped out. And they handed uh, the baby uh, to Darielle, and I was looking at him, and I was like, "Wow, you know, I guess that's the first moment that it really seems real." Sure, so, sure. So you know, it's it's all the way real now. I changed my first poopy diaper just a few hours ago. <laughs> a few? It's been like a week. No, Darielle's been handling the poopy diapers till just now. Yeah. <laughs> wow, was, you got off the hook for a week. That's that's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, she was out of the house um, running her um, family to the airport. Um, her family and my family have all been in town. For the bris, which is the um, the Jewish, which we do for for Jewish people, you have a circumcision eight days after the birth. So we sure. had the like it's like a party almost. And so her family, my family, came in, and so she was dropping her family off. So it left me either me either I would do the poopy diaper or nobody. So uh, I, <laughs> I I did it. It was I had a lot of trepidation. I didn't want to do it wrong. I didn't you know. But uh, I ended up. Uh, I think I did a pretty good job. She'll be back in a, in a few minutes, and she can let me know if I if I've passed or failed. Night, nicely done. When the baby's covered in uh, in something or other, you'll know you failed. Yeah, I think that I got most of the visible stuff, but you never know. I mean, there's other little stuff that she does that you know. I just I just hope that I pass. That's all. I'm sure you did a good job. <laughs> well, congratulations, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, since we're talking about us for a second, you want to let everybody know you were. Um, we expected you to compete this past week at Jack Tony St. Louis Pro, and yes. uh, you, you were not able to. Do you want to tell everybody, I mean, kind of what happened? Give us a synopsis? Yeah, um, yeah I kind of give a, a little detailed um, description of, I guess, what, what went down on Muscle Girls this week. But um, we just kind of had a family emergency. It was one of those things, as um, a lot of people know, we were. I was planning on doing the show. I was ready. I'm pretty much always ready, so um, I'm lucky there hasn't been any talk about me needing to pull out because I wasn't in shape or I wasn't ready. I was, you know, of course ready. I was posting pictures, you know, about a week out from a show, and um, we got news of uh, we had a family emergency come up all of a sudden as we were packing the car on Wednesday to leave and um, had to go to the hospital and things like that. And, um, you know, it was one of those things I let, you know, kind of Jack know what was going on. I emailed Jim Manning to let them know what was going on. There was a, a possibility that if things kind of cleared up by the time Friday afternoon, evening came, I was still going to be able to drive down to St. Louis because we were still in Chicago. It's about five-hour drive. So um, we didn't actually get everything, you know, cleared. The thumbs up, everything was okay until really late on Friday. And by that point, it was a little too late for me to, you know, try to drive back in town. And, you know, I... You know, I, I was disappointed, of course. However, it's one of those things I had to put family first. You know, I would have felt, I talked about this in Mouse Girls, I would have felt so bad had I, you know, left to go compete and then, you know, a bigger issue 
happen and either someone passes away or someone's health like takes a turn for the worse and I'm you know five hours away I, I would have felt so guilty for that for you know what a, a decent placing at a show and a qualification I didn't think it was it was worth that it wasn't worth you know my family's health for that so everything is good now we are at 100%. Everybody's okay. Everybody's healthy. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. And um, I will be going to the, you know, to the Olympian in, what, two weeks? About two weeks now. So everything's good. Um, but I did, I did have to pull out. Unfortunately, it was last minute. It was like Friday. But um, all the officials, everybody knew ahead of time, though. So Good, good. That's wow. the story. Everybody's good, though. I'm good. Everybody's good. <laughs> good. I'm glad. So yeah. our, um, our first getting into the stories, we don't have a lot of stories this week. Um, one of the cool things um, that um, hopefully everybody tunes in for, after the commercial break, Chris Aceto, um Christina, I was at, it was like midnight, and I'm writing all my articles for Muscle Mag, and uh, I thought an interesting little piece for the gossip column would be about uh, Chris Aceto and kind of his resurgence as one of the, if not one of the very top gurus, possibly the top guru in our sport or contest prep coach. He doesn't like guru. So I thought I would uh, give him a call, and um, once we started talking, I was like, you know what, let's just record this. Yeah. And uh, for the radio show, and we did, and, and it ended up being an hour interview, and we talked about a lot of stuff that you, that you, at least I hadn't heard Chris talk about, about his cancer, and why he disappeared from the sport uh, for a little while, um, about some details with his relationship with Jay Cutler, uh, and uh, some intimate moments that, that, uh, that, that he had in bodybuilding that uh, I never heard before. So nice. I really encourage everybody to listen to the interview. Like I said, I thought it was going to be like 20 minutes, and it ended up being an hour, and um and, uh, you know, if you listen to it, you'll see, you know, it would have been tough to end it at any point once Chris got going. So, yeah, good interview. Um, nice. Let's uh, start off with the first of our stories, which is Victor Martinez injured. Now, um, this is a story that I broke and um, most people probably have an idea what happened. There's not a whole lot of new news, but basically Victor Martinez um, was in Mexico um, supporting MHP, his sponsor, him and John De La Rosa went down there and they were at a um, an expo. And it turns out, originally, I, I thought that they were in the middle of a photo shoot, but apparently people were just taking pictures. And he was um, at this expo, and, and a, a little Mexican guy, arm wrestler, came up and wanted to arm wrestle him. And they were taking pictures and stuff. And so they thought it would be funny with you know him winning or, 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 uh, or Victor winning, and they were playing around. And then at the end, the Mexican guy thought it would be hilarious if he really slammed Victor's arm down. And uh, and that's what he did. And in the, in the meantime, he... He caused three pretty severe breaks. One of them is a they call a spiral fracture, which means it's kind of like twisting around the bone. Ugh. And um, the the breaks were serious enough that he had to have surgery and you know get screws put in and stuff like that. So um, Victor Martinez, I think it was uh, Monday morning, went into surgery. The surgery was successful, and uh, his arm is all at least for you know was put back together basically. And uh, you know they say it'll take uh, you know. Everybody wants to be, they're being very optimistic, say that it'll take six six to eight weeks to heal, and then I don't know how much longer it'll be till he can start training again. But, you know, this is a, this is a, a very serious injury and, and another unfortunate setback in the long road of unfortunate setbacks for Victor Martinez. Uh, can you imagine being the guy that did that? <laughs> That's just what I'm thinking about. I can, I, can be imagine, I can imagine being him and thinking how lucky I am that Victor didn't pumble him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like either that or press charges, because you know his, his career. You know, you you've you've uh, you know given him a setback in his career. You know, mm. like I, I know he just had a pretty big setback, but you know this prevents him from you know 
earning a living, essentially. In America, and, um, in America definitely. I think that you could have definitely sued for that. In Mexico, I don't know what the laws are. You know, they're in Mexico. Yeah, so. but e- either way, I mean, I would feel so terrible, especially oh knowing that, you know, I think it was I think it was a show that, that he was at. I think it was like a bodybuilding type show. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he was supposed to guest pose. It was just kind of, oh, they were going to maybe throw him into guest posing. But obviously he couldn't. He couldn't do that either. Um, after Could that point, they, they had to take him to the hospital. But I, can you imagine what that sounded like, too? I mean, Victor's not a—he's not a huge guy, but he's not like a small guy either. Like, um, I saw pictures of him, you know, with this cast on his arm too, and this sling. And the sucker's huge. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's monstrous. I can only imagine how thick that is. But I, I just can't imagine what that sounded like when the kid snapped it. I like know that, that you know people on one of the boards. I read John Del Rosa was kind of getting. I was talking to some of the fans, and uh, some of the fans were saying, you know, why didn't Victor beat their asses, and why didn't he, why didn't he go kick the shit out of this kid? And um, and John said that the, the snap was so loud, and like you know that, that it was that it was like a a, a big tree breaking, that uh, that nobody thought about hurting the kid. Everybody thought about holy shit, you know, how bad is Victor hurt? Right, right. You know? Um, I you know. Victor Martinez has has gone through so much shit. It's unbelievable. I mean, uh, this is he's the he is literally the, the saying. You know, uh, like I said in the article, if he didn't have any bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all. This is Victor Martinez, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, and it's so sad. You know, I I I don't know if I read it in an interview. I heard somebody somebody was talking about I was talking about this the other day that I guess he was saying at some point about. Um, you know, it's like when people ask him to go skiing, he's like, hell no, I don't want to go skiing. Like, I could hurt myself. I could run into a tree. And, you know, Michael and I were talking about the same thing. He's like, you know, people ask us a lot of times to go snowboarding, go skiing, go, you know, like extreme sporting, which he used to do. But now there's no way in hell that we would consider doing something like that because, yeah, one wrong move and you, you clip a tree, you break a leg, your career is either on a serious, you, you got to go on serious hiatus or... It's gonna, you know, be a while before you ever step on foot again. If I step on stage again, if ever. So, I, I think you know a lot of times people think this is, you know, kind of funny, no big thing. You know, it's not that dangerous, but you know, it is because you don't know what the other guy is bringing. So something as stupid as an arm wrestling competition, um, you know, you got adrenaline running and testosterone running, and this kid is thinking that. You know, he's on top of the world arm wrestling Victor Martinez. And what if he wins? You know, imagine the bragging rights this kid gets. So also, I, think have, I think you have to look at it the same as you would any extreme sport, as stupid as it sounds. And also, um, um, arm wrestling um, is inherently dangerous because for a bodybuilder because we don't train in that in that motion. No, you know, it's no. a very unnatural motion. So, um, you know, a lot of times people get very badly injured. It's not that uncommon to have a break uh, in somebody's arm because of um, because of arm wrestling because it's just in a very unnatural movement. Well, it's and, like uh, the bodybuilders who tried to you know do something funny when it comes to powerlifting. Right, or they tried right. to do a powerlifting move. Right. That's not how they train. Same thing with with powerlifters. You couldn't take a powerlifter and, and put them on stage to compete. It, they're completely out of their element. So yeah, it's it's the same sort of scenario. Right, so um, Victor Martinez, this is another big uh, stop stopping point for him. Do you think that this will be it? You know, a lot of people I hear, um, industry people saying that this is it for Victor. Do you think that's true, or do you think that he's going to make a comeback once again? I think he'll make a comeback once I again. I think so, too. You know, yeah. Dave Palumbo, me and him were talking about it, and he said, what else is he going to do? Right. And I was like, yeah, you got a good point. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, it's this not like... 
This is his life. This is what he does. This is all that Victor's interested in. So, I mean, if he doesn't do this, you know, what does he get? What is he going to do? What is he going to expend all that energy on? So, I think for sure he'll come back. Rightfully so. I think he's made a name for himself here, and he hasn't really had a chance to have a big comeback. Not you know, that, since no. since his comeback, you know what I mean. So I I don't think it's that. Big. I mean, I know it's a big deal, but you know, what's it? A handful more weeks or a couple more months when he had been gone for so long? You know, right, right. he could just utilize this time as more time off and resting, and then come back. So I, I don't think it's a bad thing if you know he's got to take some more time off and then come back again. I don't think that's there's anything wrong with that. All right, let's talk about the next on our list is the future of men's physique, and um, this is basically. This this basically surrounds um, Mark Flex Anthony, um, who is um, I would say would you say it's it's fair to say he's the leader right now in the men's physique pro side? Yeah, I think so. I think he's kind of I think that's what they're looking at right now that that he is the he is the number one contender for the Olympia title whenever that whenever that happens whether it's uh, next year or the year after, um, and and Mark recently got rewarded I guess for that for that uh, status he is. Um, he is now officially, at least as far as I know, the first guy, men's physique guy, to get a very sizable contract. And it kind of made me start thinking, you know, that this is the first guy, I would say that his contract, I'm not going to give away the numbers or anything like that, but his contract is larger than about 85 to 90% of the pro bodybuilders out there. So yeah. it, it makes me wonder, is this is this the way that things are going to be going? You know, because a lot of bodybuilders, pro bodybuilders now, very good ones, are without contracts. And now big contracts are being given as of as of you know right here with Mark Anthony are being given to men's physique guys. Is this the way that the sport is heading? You know, we see that in most national level shows now there's far 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 more men's physique guys than than bodybuilders. What do you think, Christina? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he may be the exception personally. You think he may be the one, the one guy that's got it. Yeah, I think there may be a couple, just like with Bikini. I mean, there are a few girls that, you know, kind of stand out above the rest, um, if you will, that maybe have a different look. And I think that what that's what he has going for him. You know, he doesn't look like all of the other men's physique guys. And I think that makes him a little more marketable. Right. Um, however, I will say that I don't, I, I don't know, I feel like, the other guys are the the industry is so inundated with so many guys that look like the other guys. If that makes sense. Yeah, there that, are a lot of similar looks. He definitely Mark Anthony does have a different look than most of the other guys. It's not like there's a bunch of Mark Anthony's walking around. No, and that's kind of what I mean. You know, they they see him and he is recognizable. You know, and he already has a fan following. He's you know Jay Cutler's you know main man, and I think. Companies know the type of publicity they can get out of a guy like that. You throw someone like Alex Canero, as much, I, mean, I love Alex and he's a nice guy, you know, he kind of has the same look as a lot of other guys. Um, now, granted, Alex is with Optimum Nutrition, so he's one of the lucky guys too. Um, but I think, you know, some of the guys all look too, too similar, which I think the problem with you have a biki- with bikini too. There's so many of them that you got to find someone that really stands out in order to want to pay them anything. And I think when they do, though, they will pay them a good amount of money. Well, uh, i got to say congratulations to All Max for getting a good guy. Like uh, Christina says, very uh, unique, marketable look. And um, Mark Anthony also, congratulations. I guess time will only tell, Christina, where the contracts go and uh, how money gets divvied out uh, in the future. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, next on our list is um, a big story. Uh, Kevin English out of the Olympia. Um, you know, I heard about this a few weeks ago, and it was one of those things where 
I, you know, you couldn't really be 100% positive because it was, people were still being kind of hush hush about it. Uh, people around the gym, you know, obviously he works at uh, Steve, Big Steve, and uh, Fran- uh, Bev Francis's Syosset Powerhouse Gym. And a lot of people were saying that he didn't look like he was dieting, you know, like that he got about halfway through the diet and then all of a sudden he just kind of stopped. And, uh, you know, if, if uh, he's he's always really big in the off season, but if he is this close to out to the show and he's still 230, 240 in that range, it might be a problem, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so the um, the official announcement came out that he had a, a knee injury, which, you know, um, you know, if that's the case, that's that's something that he can definitely overcome. You know, he's had knee problems and back problems for for years and years. Uh, it is big, though, because it obviously changes the whole 212 contest. You know, a lot of people thought it was a foregone conclusion that he would win no matter what. And uh, obviously that's not the case now. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people in the beginning, they were like, oh, yeah, obviously this is Kevin English is going to win. Hand, hands down, no doubt about it. So I think this, you know, kind of uh, gives light at the end of the tunnel from the other top five guys who feel like they actually have a shot now to win. Absolutely. I think that it's that, that is, a really, um, is a really big thing because I think a lot of people, because of the New York Pro, a lot of people were very upset last year because Kevin beat Flex Lewis when a lot of people believed he shouldn't. And then this year... Uh, Kevin beat Samuel Haddad in New York, and a lot of people were like, "This is bullshit." So they just assumed that this was going to continue. You know, not saying that that's the case, but that's what a lot of people were assuming. So the two twelve contest kind of lost its kind of uh, its glamour. You know what I mean? Everybody just said, "No, who cares?" You know, he's going to win again, and now it, it opens things way up. Uh, you got Flex Lewis. Obviously, Eduardo Correa just jumps in by winning the last show in uh, Sarasota in a, in a huge way. I was there. He like destroyed everybody. So you got Eduardo Correa in it now. I, I'm getting daily pictures of Jose Raymond, and Jose Raymond is looking crazy, crazy. This oh, yeah? Be, this will be the best Jose Raymond by far. Uh, I, I don't want to psych out Flex Lewis, but I've, I've, I've been tempted to, to text Flex and be like, man, you better bring your A game because Jose is on. Um, nice. So uh, this is going to be a big, a big, big, big one. Um, you know, between uh, those guys and who else do we got? Eduardo, um, Jose, Flex Lewis, there's one more. One more is up there. Who's the last one? Mm. I'm forgetting now. We got one we more got? One more big name, Christina. <clears throat> uh, 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 Jose Raymond. Ke- tricky? Tricky. No, 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 no. Let's see. David Henry? David Henry. David Henry. That's who I was trying to say. David Henry. David Henry is, um, is, should always be considered up there. So th- those four guys will be battling. They'll be seriously battling. Um, so that's a good. That'll be the two twelve show ends up being a really, uh, really interesting one after all. Well, and the the added guys that you have coming in, like Derek Farndorf and Guy Cisternino, and you've got you know what three three other guys I think I, Marco Rivera. I don't. I know there were two other guys that were not from the U.S. Um, um, Sean Joseph Tavernia will be in it also, and uh, he is actually not competing. It's funny, he didn't even know about the uh, about the that he was qualified. Like so, point system. Yeah, he oh. didn't know, so he's not. He, he didn't die. Man, uh, Raul uh, Raul Jimenez, who got second place, and uh, and Sarasota, I was not not impressed with him. I mean, he is good, very good bodybuilder, but I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I didn't have him. I had him like fifth in Sarasota. So, um, yeah, let's let's talk about. Let's go into that, Christina. Let's do a little bit of Olympia preview. Um, let's just go through the point standings. Everybody pretty much knows who's qualified. Um, the the big names in the point standings for the open guys: Tony Freeman is in first, Ben Pakowski second, Hidatata third. This guy, um, uh, Batios Abaspor uh, from Iran. I'm hearing that he can't come because he's from Iran and that, that he can't get a visa into the United States. Huh. 
um, which sucks because he's a very good bodybuilder. Um, so he he may not even be there. John De La Rosa will definitely not be there. He's not dieting. Fred Smalls will definitely be there. So yeah. we may have two of those uh, top five that aren't even going to be there. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, number one, I, I think it's hard for the guys that are overseas if they're not in yeah. with following a lot of the U.S. stuff. They they may not, like, you know, with the 212 guy, they just don't know. Or there's a lot of other things they got to deal with to try to get over here just to compete. So if the guy feels like, well, there's no chance that I'll walk away with any money at the Olympia, you know, what's the point in, you know, spending all this money and time and effort to try to come over here if it's not really going to pay off? Right, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, if it were me, I would think just the opposite. This is my one and only chance. I don't think. I don't think that Baltos Abbasapur. I don't think that it's even his up to him. I think that getting a uh, visa from Iran to the United States is not that easy to do. You know, I'm probably not. Yeah, yeah probably not. Speaking of uh, traveling, my uh, October travel schedule is going to be crazy. So we're going to try to fit in as many excess bodybuildings as possible. But I'm going to be um, obviously we got the Olympia. Then I've got um, India one day after the Olympia. I leave on Tuesday right. for India, and I come home for a day, and then I'll be going to Spain for another week. So nice. Yeah, well, it's, it's good. It's it's a job, you know. This is, is that the one. The, one is that the Arnold Europe? Is that yeah. Arnold Europe? Yeah, I'll be at the Arnold Europe um, from Tuesday to Monday, and then uh, we come back, and then the, the Arizona show, uh, the um, Europa, Europa, the new Europa. It's not a, it's not a contest. It's just a um, an expo, and it'll be the pros versus pros. Okay, uh, that's gotcha. the following weekend. So this is um, this will be an interesting. This will be an interesting October. We'll do as many access bodybuildings, Christina, as we possibly can. I like the way that sounds. We got to try <laughs> to get them in. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll have a sit-in co-host or something. That would be cool. You should do Mike. You and Mike should do one. Yeah, well, I'll I'll uh, convince someone to jump on. Uh, you got a you got a you got a really good uh, somebody right there next to you. So. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, uh, don't look too far. Uh, no, I'll try not to. Um, so um, as far as the um, Two twelve guys. It's, it's you know, there's really not any real surprises here. Let's do let's do little predictions. People always like predictions. <laughs> you like predictions. Everybody loves predictions. The only person that doesn't love them is you. Is me. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, let's see who we can get mad at Christina in the open men division. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, let's do. Um, let's do two guys. That might be might make it into the top six. You pick two guys that you think are not definitely in the top six. None of the big names, but somebody had two dark horses that may break it into the top six. I think you could see possibly a Cedric McMillan in the top six. He's not in the show. He's not in the show. Oh damn, that's right. He's not in the show. Ah shit. Okay, how about Tony Freeman? Maybe. Okay. Okay, we'll take a Tony. I think Freeman. I said him last year too. Actually, I think I had him. And. What about Lionel Biecki? Maybe. Oh, that's interesting one. That's if he really, one. if he really, if he really comes in, I, I like Lionel. So may, maybe, maybe like a six. All right, I'm going. My my two are um, are Sean Roden. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe ben, maybe I thought him as a given. I don't know. <laughs> and so, Ben yeah. Pukowski. Those are my two top six. Okay. My two top six. That's interesting. You thought ben, that uh, you you really think Sean Roden is a given. Yeah, I pretty. Oh. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I but I mean, right. that, the problem is that, like, usually there, it's like a given. Like, oh yeah, these are the top six, easy. But I think you, you know, you have the obvious. You know, the the Phil, the Kai, the you know Dexter, that sort of thing. Dennis Wolf, of course. But I think all of these guys, like, have. I think a lot of these guys have 
the potential to be up there. It's just a matter of if they'll let him be up there in that first call out. You said something you know? interesting. You you think Dexter will be in the top six? I think so. He could be. He could be there. Okay, so then then now you got to get this. Your is, top this six. is the problem. Okay, this is the problem I'm having. I think half of these guys could be in the top six. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem I'm having because you've got, um, you know, you've got Phil, right? Kai, right? Um, Dexter, yeah. Lionel, Branch, Dennis. <laughs> like you're missing. Lisa Obiad, I think, could be up there. Sean Roden could be up. Now I'm at like ten. And How about Evan? Like you missed Evan too. Oh, yeah, it's shit. See. See, I, I don't know. That's why I don't like predictions. I can't figure this one out. All but right, let's go down to let's go down. I'm gonna go to one easier for you. Let's do a bikini prediction. Oh Jesus. Give me your uh your your top five in bikini. Oh my top five bikini. Okay, this we'll is go so easy. I can I can almost guarantee yeah. you I know the top five. So yeah, so we'll, we'll say Nicole Negrani, we'll okay. say Nathalia Milo, we'll say Diana Dahlgren, we'll say India Paulino. This is an order? This is an no. order? No, I'm not saying this in order. Oh, okay. Go in order, then. You're, you're doing no, I'm, I can't go in order. I'm bikini. I can't. You're not competing. But, yeah, it doesn't matter. I can't, I can't go in order. He came on Pro Bodybuilding Weekly, and he did uh, his his predictions, and he is Who Mr. Did? Olympia. Who did? Jay Cutler. He's Jay Cutler. But he's Damn not competing. It. Am I Jay Cutler in the bikini world? Oh, my God. Yes, to me, you are. <laughs> to you and all of our, our loyal listeners, I am. Um, well, I'll say, you know, Nicole will say Nathalia Milo, Diana Dahlgren, uh, India Paulino, so there's four. You could probably have like a Jamie Beard up there, and you could I don't know. You may you may see like a um, Abby Burrows maybe. Wow, really in top six, huh? Maybe you. I, I don't know. She's kind of off or on. As much as I like Abby Burrows, I don't think she'll be. I, I'd be surprised if she's top ten. That's my. Amanda Latona maybe. Amanda Latona could be six. Yeah, yeah she could so be like a fifth or six. There's those. Uh, Juliana Danielle, maybe two. There's she, a lot of good girls in this list, and it's tough. Yeah. Very those, tough. This, this, is, this is easier for me to predict this than the men, because I like all, not that I don't like all the bikini girls, but you know the men are a little more predictable than, than the women. You know what would be interesting? All, all, With all these attractive, and there are so many really hot girls in this list, if you were to take you know, a, a judging panel that had never been to an IFBB pro show before, that had no idea where these girls were supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like had no mm-hmm. idea. You know, uh, Nicole Negrani should be at the top. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Like uh, Diana Dollar should be at the. T- you know, they had no experience whatsoever. It would be interesting to see where these girls would come up because there's so many attractive girls. There's not a lot of difference to a uh, to another person between a uh, like a um, a Juliana Danielle and a and a uh, you know Jamie Baird. You know, how do you decide who's better if you have no idea where they placed in the past? Oh, absolutely. I think if you were to throw them all out there, anybody could be in the top 10. You know, I think anybody who does, has never really followed the, the sport, they're just a dude looking at a bunch of hot girls. I think the lineup would be completely different, honestly. I think Diana Dogger may still be up there. You know, um, I think Nathalia Mila would still be up there. But I think they may, you know, want something different, a different mainstream look. Uh, than, than what we do for bikini, so yeah, it'll be it would be very interesting, especially if you had judges that, that didn't uh, that had no idea. Let's talk about um, figure. Um, figure <laughs> is going to be interesting this year. Um, let's talk about top three in figure. Okay, um, I, I think that can we all can we both agree that the top three, in our opinion, will be not in no particular order. Nicole Wilkins, Aaron Stern, Candice Keen. Yes. Okay, so now let's talk about what order it will be. Um, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I think I think it's going to be Nicole Wilkins, Aaron Stern, Candace King. 
All right, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go out although, on the Although, let me say, that's how I think it'll go. That's not how maybe I would want it to go. Let's start with let's start let's start with how you think it'll go, and we'll switch over. That's interesting. Um, so, my opinion, I'm going to go really far out there. I'm going to say that Erin Stern, as much as great as she looks, as much as I like her personally, I'm putting her in third. I think Nicole okay. Wilkins is going to be first. Candice Keenan is going to be second. Candice Keenan is going to be our all-time best. Nicole Wilkins will be Nicole Wilkins. And uh, I think that Erin Stern, as good as she looked at the last show in Sarasota, I see her in third and uh, kind of a changing of the guard starting to occur. I could see that. Um, let's talk about how we think it actually should go. Let's switch it around to how we, sh- how we think it should go. Where do you have it? How it should go. How it should go. In your opinion. In, your opinion. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and it's tough because I, I love both Aaron and I love Candace. Um, I've had Nicole on the show before. I love Nicole. Um, but I think it should go Candace, Aaron, Nicole. Wow. Candace, Aaron, Nicole. I, yeah. could definitely, I could definitely see that. I could definitely I, see I, that. I like, I like the way that looks. Um, not that that's how they'll do it, but I like the way that that looks. I could either see it that way, or I could see it Aaron, Candace, Nicole. I would. I think it's pretty. I think we're pretty in agreement that Nicole should be in third. But I, I would be extremely surprised if that happens. It's more or less like you know. I think Candace should be first or second. Is really what what yeah. I, I think personally. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So with you that. have for rounding out the other spots. Um, now it gets tougher. It gets tougher when you when you start to go a little bit lower. Um, there's a lot of really good girls, and I'm not I'm not sure where they will put them. You know, um, you know, one of the girls that I am looking forward to seeing is uh, uh, Dorian Yates' wife, Gal Yates. If you saw her uh, pictures, I'm very interested to see because she is more muscular and a little bit. You know, I think think has the potential to be harder than a lot of these girls. It'll be interesting to see how far down the how down the uh, list she'll be. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know who do I have in fourth. I mean, you could go. You, you could go Heather D is up there in the top six somewhere. I could ah. I could see that as definitely being possible. Um, I could see Ava Cowan, I think, will be up in the top six for sure. Um, you know, Alicia Harris is one of those ones that's like a, a wild card. She could be last place or she, she could be fourth or fifth. She usually comes in shape 100% at the Olympia. Yeah. She usually has a harder time at the Arnold. She can be six at the Olympia and dead last at the Arnold. That's unfortunately where she's been and I'm, I'm good friends with her she's in chicago she's a fellow optimum girl and we've talked before she just has a hard time over you know the winter winter time and over break and over holidays you know dieting and still staying on track so the olympia is usually where she brings it in 100 percent. i think what do you think about candace john do you think she should be up there at all she's coming top off six? of a win no i don't think she'll be i think she'll be if she is she'll be at the very edge of top six who i think okay. is going to be the surprise for figure and I was saving this for last. This is my surprise top six. Francine Sablan. Sablan. Those are that is my surprise top six. That's who I think is gonna blow people away. Surprise people. Her and Mallory Haldeman are the two girls that I think are gonna gonna do very well at this show that people aren't expecting. Okay. So. I, I think my dark horse for top six will be Ann Tony. Okay. I'm I'm betting I'm betting on Francine Sablan and or Mallory Haldeman. Those are my two picks for, for the surprise for top six. Got it. And I'm remembering that so that I can, I'm I can sure you shove will. that in your face later. I'll wait for it. Um, fitness. Just let's do this let's cursory one on this one. Adela Garcia will win. I can announce her now. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to win. I'm sure she's going to do awesome. She always looks good. Yeah. She, and she's always has a good enough routine to just edge them out. So I'm going to put her in first. Uh, Miriam Capes looked awesome. Really great. Her routine was awesome. I encourage people to check it out on the RX Muscle YouTube page. I, I videoed it in HD. 
very, very impressive routine for Miriam Cape. She'll be up there. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, Oksana Grishna always deserves to be up there, right? I would love oh, to yeah, see I Daphne Sestrino up there. She's got her top three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good girls in fitness. You have one, You have any uh, one you want to specifically mention? Um, no, you've got Adela, you've got, um, you know, Oksana, you've got Bethany, you've got Tanji, um, Jody Bohm has done fairly well, Camila Rodriguez is coming off of a decent placing recently, so, you know, I think it's anyone, anyone else could be fifth and sixth, I think, I think uh, the top four may, we, we already may know those, but um, I think fifth or sixth may be up in the air. A quick mention for women's bodybuilding, Iris Kyle, I'm sure, I mean, at least I think she'll win again, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think so. Elena Popa is my new favorite from Switzerland. Uh, she um, combined that muscularity with the uh, feminine look that I really liked, so i got to give her a shout-out. Hopefully she'll be towards the top. Also, Sarah Hayes is another one bringing the femininity and the muscularity together. I think um, Lisa Giesbrecht is going to surprise some people. Um, really? Yeah, she won in, uh, I believe it was Toronto, and um, she looks really good. She's not necessarily huge. I mean, she's big, but she's not um, overly muscular, but she comes in so shredded. Like, her legs were uh, were unbelievable, unbelievable. So I think they may give her, they may, may place her in the top four or five, maybe fourth, fifth, around there. Um, her wow. condition is, is just so much better than half of the other girls, and she still is very, very feminine. She has a very pretty face, um, very beautiful structure. I mean, her shape is is perfect, so I think she may be a surprise up there this year. Wow, that would be a surprise. I'll be yeah. checking out, looking for her. So, Christine, I guess that is it for this week's Access Bodybuilding. We'll be back next week before the Olympia, our uh, pre-Olympia show, and um, I will be seeing you in Vegas, right? See you in Vegas. All right, that's it. Next week on Excess Bodybuilding. See you then. Peace out. Peace out. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 Bread. RX Muscle approved. So are you from Australia paying far too much for supplements with the inflating weigh in amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at bulknutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop. And also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au. RX Muscle Australia, the truth in Australia bodybuilding. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostane RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the 
most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q and A's with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. I have on the line with me right now, Chris, the technician, Aceto. Chris, uh, welcome to Access Bodybuilding for the first time. Great to be here for the first time. How long have you had the show and I've never been invited on? Ah, it's been a long time. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you now. I think it's been almost two years. Two years. I yeah. hope you had some better guests than me. <laughs> I guess that'll, that, that, that seems a little... I'll let you know at the end. <laughs> okay. Um... It's funny, too, because we do uh, Heavy Muscle Radio with each other, uh, with Dave, I guess, really, every week, and yet I barely ever talk to you. I never, almost never talk to you on there. No, I know it. No, you never do. It's, it's just in different segments. So, you know, I'm talking to Dave, and then you call in, and you do your thing, and, and then uh, at the end, you have the best radio show ever made for bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So I guess what we're um, what I'm what I've got you on here to talk about this week is uh, Team Acido. Uh, it yeah. uh, it has grown exponentially. Um, obviously, when you started with Heavy Muscle Radio, RX Muscle, and Dave, you really you barely had anybody. You were just kind of getting back into coaching people again. And uh, yeah. I mean, literally, you were just getting back in when you started back on the radio show. And uh, somehow, from then to now, it seems like compared to everybody else who I guess you would consider a guru or the top contest prep coach guys you're you have taken off again you have had a uh, something of a, uh, a resurgence um, I, I predicted it I, I know where I was when I was talking to Dave on uh, in 2000 I think eight something like that it was in uh, in Old Orchard Beach Maine uh-huh. and I, I told Dave I knew where I was I know exactly where I was standing in my conduct, as I said. Uh, I made some little snippy, snappy, arrogant comment like, don't worry, Dave, I'm doing diets again, and uh, and we'll just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. So, so that, I, the, next, the, next, the, the next guy up, like Troy called me like two days later, and Troy won the Orlando... You know, he went getting from smoldered in shows to winning the Orlando right off the bat. How did you decide? You know, I, I think everybody pretty much knows that you know you you overcame cancer, and that's why you kind of disappeared for a while, right? You you just couldn't do both things: fight cancer and deal with bodybuilders at the same time. When you that's probably right, huh? It'd be like having a new baby and trying to do a radio show and write an article for Muscle Mag all at once. It just can't be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I know exactly what you're talking about when you when you say that. No, uh, well, that was that was meant to, to be you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know. I know, I know. I know. So no, I had my hands full with with, uh, with with cancer, and one of the things that when I was very very sick, and uh, meaning at one point I didn't think I'd be able to live, I thought ah, this is how much I like bodybuilding. I thought this ah, I'm gonna miss. I'm going to miss so many things about living, and I said, "Oh, you know, bodybuilding was really fun when I get to help bodybuilders." And I, I always wanted to get back if I had my 
health really good, you know, like to get back and work in the bodybuilders again. So, you know, I had a, you know, there was a few years where I was just struggling too much to be able to, uh, you know, to, to do bodybuilding things. What type of cancer did you have exactly, Chris? I had melanoma, which is skin right. cancer, and it's the, uh, it's the, when you Google it as a patient and you put in stage three, that's what I had, stage three melanoma, you, you, you go into like uh, instant denial if you have it, if you Google those words, stage three melanoma, because typically you don't live. Right. Very typically, mostly. So, um, you know, I always kid the people and say that, uh, you know, I beat it. And I, and I say that very rarely because I, I always, almost every day I wake up and I think like, oh, I hope my cancer never comes back. But uh, I, I tell people I kid and say that I went into full-blown denial and uh, just continue going on. You know, like people say, you know, you know what I mean? Like, how'd you beat it? I, I just, I think I was in denial. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I can't about it, but I think I was. And I didn't accept it. So, that's not saying that's the way I beat it, but um, that's the way it panned out at the end. So, part of part of beating it was just not accepting it the whole time. Yeah, not accepting it, focusing on different things, you know, doing, all, taking all the drugs that you're supposed to take to, to, you know, help you get better, supposedly. And, uh, you know, so anyway, to do with about where we didn't, you know, weaved its way into the bodybuilding is I, and I was thinking this today, is that uh, here we are going into the Olympia, and um, I'm helping a few different guys, uh, in it, and I can remember just to go down memory lane a little bit. I can remember 2001 Olympia distinctively uh, after the show, and I've never told the story before. Um, uh, I, I don't think I have. Is is Jay won the pre-judging? I, I knew that based on the calls, and and he did on the score sheet. And I was waiting for Jay to come out. Um, like backstage and you know because it was such a shock to everyone I guess he was backstage for like hours you know what I mean talking to people and I was waiting uh, outside for him and I was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then I started to cry and, and when Jay came out I think he thought I was crying because I was bawling you know and I think he at one point and I think he thought uh, I was crying because he just won the Mr. Olympia, but I was crying about is the fun times that me and Jay had had leading up to that Mr. Olympia and the fact that, oh, shoot, I'm going to miss fun stuff like this. So that's how intense, you know what I mean, the cancer was. Right, because you were sick uh, at that point. How, yeah. Yeah, and I was very sick at that point, and, um, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to miss this. This is, you know, all these things, everything I, I was thinking at that time in my life, oh, I'm going to miss this, I'm going to miss that, or... I didn't really enjoy this enough. And so here we are, 11 years later. I was just thinking this just today, Aaron. I was thinking, Sean's going to be in the show. I expect him to be in the first call out. And I'm going to, regardless of him placing high and not placing high, when I go to the shows, I enjoy them because I know that possibly I, you know, I'm lucky to be there. Right. You know. That's a great story. That's a great story. I, um, 
I guess I should ask you now, um, since you brought it up with Jay, you know, I, I've been talking to Jay a little bit lately, and um, I want to know, what, I know we've talked about this privately, you think you and Jay Cutler will be working again together in the future? Uh, you know, we, we already discussed it, and, uh, you know, that's all I can say on it. I mean, we, I, I haven't discussed it with him. I've never had any discussions with him about bodybuilding in, in quite a few number of years, so... Um, if um, hypothetically Jay Cutler comes to you and I think that honestly I think that he will he comes to you and says Chris of all these good times we had like you are just reminiscing about a moment ago he says let's let's try to do it again one more time one more shot are you in? Uh, you know I, I'd have to give it a lot of thought um, I've kind of uh, I hate hypotheticals I, I know that sounds like a squeezling out but um you know, uh, it's, 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 it, you know, from a bodybuilding standpoint, um, as, as somebody who helps guys, I, I, I don't think I have anything to prove to, to myself, anything to prove to a bodybuilder, anything to prove to anyone else. And, and, and that's why I think I'm good at what I do, is right. because I'm never out to quote, prove myself. I'm always out to help the bodybuilder be the best that he can be. And the minute I think that I'm out to prove right. myself or to show show off or to, you know, uh, you, you know, it, the minute I'm I'm trying to help somebody other than to help them just to help them become the best bodybuilder that they can be, that's when I screw up. And that's why I try to, you know, check my ego as much as I can. Well, and and well, one of the ways I check my ego is actually you know, have fun and pretend that, you know, you know, I mean, the whole moniker of the technician is the most arrogant thing in, to me sounding <laughs> in the world. I mean, and, and there's a story where that came from between me and Troy too, which maybe we'll get to, but, um, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't really, you know, people ask me that like that all the time. And honestly, I, I don't give it much thought, you know, I mean, me and Victor's paths kind of recrossed last year, and I never thought I'd work with Victor again. Right. You know, I, people know that I worked with him in 0304 and some part of 05. Um, and just the way things panned out last year, you know, we ended up working with each other. But let me ask you, um, let me ask you this, Chris, about Jay. Um, don't do you believe that when you worked with Jay, it was the best that he ever looked? I think that's either a trick question or a stupid question. Well, it's. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you can hear it here. I don't think the answer is absolutely yes. Right. You go through the years of oh one, oh two, oh three, in which I feel I played, you know, a, a participatory role. Um, I think those were very impressive years and you know end of story I mean that's that's my opinion people can disagree with it or whatever or you know um but uh yeah for sure that's what I that's what I think too that's that's what I wanted to hear well I mean if you can find someone <laughs> might be able know, to find one person at least well, well there's probably one but <laughs> you can always find an exception Right. Well, let's talk about this year. This year is big. You got a bunch, a bunch of guys, and they're all good. List off the guys that you got in the Olympia coming up that we're going to see in just a few weeks. 
Yep. We got uh, uh, Sean Sean Roden. Right. Um, we got Correa, Eduardo Correa. Right. We got Jose Raymond and Derek Farnsworth. And although qualified, he may not show up because I'm not helping him anymore. Um, uh, Fernando Maradona. Um, why are you not helping Maradona anymore? Since you said that, I got to ask. No, he 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 felt that I wasn't giving him the attention that he needed. Was that because you're helping um, uh, his fellow countryman, Eduardo? It, it's fucking ludicrous. Ask anybody below who I've ever helped. If it's impossible to make the claim that I don't give a bodybuilder who I work with attention. I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I end up, you know, what I tell people, what I tell Sean, and I, I this is what I tell bodybuilders I work with, and this, this is my new shtick, is I don't do diets. What I do is I listen to your body, and then I figure out what your body needs, and let your body do the diet rather than me dictate the diet. So, um, to do that, you know what I mean? You've you got to give the person attention. So, uh, you know, it can be time-consuming and it can be mentally exhausting for me, but, but so for, for someone to say, well, you didn't give me the attention I needed, I mean, short of you moving into my house, you know, which Troy Elvis once did, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, Bad matter matter of fact, I can actually vouch for that because I tried to set you up with two people that were willing to uh, to pay your fee and become clients, and uh, you said you were too busy for them that uh, you uh, you had as many people as you can handle. Um, no, that's true because if I do it, you know, if I if I do it, here's another one I always say too is if I if I help someone for the money because then I'm not really helping them because I'm taking the money and not the result. I don't know if that makes sense. In other words, you don't, you don't do it for the you don't do it for the money. Yeah, I don't. I don't do it for the money. Oh. I don't do it for the money. I could care less about the money because I know for sure if I start doing it for the money, if I start doing it like turn it into a business, then there's no way it'll affect the passion out of it. Right. You, you know, what I mean, not that you can't make money and be passionate too, and it's not that I don't charge people. It's just that you know I can't take on more than a small handful of people because I just feel like I'm just I'm just you know, I'm just becoming a cash register. Right, right. I agree with that. So, going into the Olympia, is this more stressful than usual working with all these guys? No, it's it's you know, I, I it's not stressful because I I'm, I'm, I make it I, for myself. I make it fun. Right. And um, and I and I realize it's a it, it's not stressful because I know they're going everyone's going to look decent. You know, I mean they're going to look really good, but. Um, you know, at the end of the day, anyways, it's, it's um, you can only do, you can only hope for, the, hope for the best. I mean, it's a subjective sport. You know, if we took a poll today, and if the Olympia was held last night and we took a poll, and, you know, with with 5,000 bodybuilding fans, you can have some people thinking so-and-so got screwed. This guy thinks this guy got screwed. This, you know, so it's, it's opinions, and, and the judges have, you know, a tough job, but they get their opinions too, you know. So that that's why usually, besides like last year, I mean, you know, typically the winner is good enough to win. 
but after that, everyone you could go, well, this guy, you know, last year Kai could have been this. Victor could have been one place low. Victor could have been one place higher. Wolf could have been two places higher. You know, Kai was off. Kai was on. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So. What uh, about, um, Chris, what about your guy Cedric McMillan? Why is he not doing the show? Cedric has got his eyes on the uh, two things. Is I, I think he had a military, con- you know, you know, not comparable to David Henry because David Henry was deployed, but he took off time for the New York Pro, and I don't think he could get off time towards the end for the Olympia as well. Right, and um, I, he it was in his plans that. If I can win, well, if I can win the New York Pro, then I will wait out to the uh, to the Arnold. But then again, he had also made the claim that he's going to do four shows. Did you? Do you? Are you going to be working? As far as you know, are you still working with Cedric next year? Yeah, yep, still working with him, and he's he's he's, he's you know quoting his off season and and getting ready for the Arnold, and he's excited about it. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, he keeps a low. He, he's low profile, huh? Yeah, very low like profile. He, He's not even. I said, "Oh, see at the Olympics." So I'm not going. I'm like, "Of course you're not going." I think he's actually got a, a commitment. So you know what I mean, like a training thing going on, military thing that weekend. Um, I'm surprised they don't want him at their booth. Side uh, tech. They don't have. Maybe they don't have a booth. I don't know. Maybe they don't even have one. Mm, maybe not. I know it. Um, It'd be a big draw. Yeah, you would think so, but maybe not. Um, so do you I have to ask do you have your you know you always have Dave's asked you this before do you have a a guy that's that's in your sights that you would like to one day work with that you haven't yet or just kind of comes out of thumbs no no I mean that one was before uh, Dave always used to interview me and I used to like that's the interesting thing about road news you know I used to say ah this guy could be great you know I mean you always see people who I can't think offhand right now you know I mean I saw some people at the USA in different classes who were like four you know, like the middles or light heavies or something, who just look, you know, had it all. But um, at this, I mean, at you this know, point, I did, yeah, I've never, I've never pursued ever a bodybuilder. I've never said to a bodybuilder once in my life, ever at any time, at no time whatsoever, you should work with me, hmm. or can you work with me, or would you like to work with me, or you should hire me, or we should work together. I've never. That's just not me to approach bodybuilder I've always been you know Cedric contacted me Troy contacted me Craig contacted me Farnsworth um Roden Victor I mean you name it it's pretty um it's pretty amazing considering that most of the uh contest prep guys are almost some of them are almost the complete opposite you know they solicit people or offer people a deal be like you know if you I want it's like a late night infomercial at the USA yeah yeah you'll see people you'll see people that come up and say hey I'll uh, work with you for this show for free or half price if you do this or that you know you hear that a lot (laughs) discounts I give you I give you 50% off no I I was at the USA and I saw it was like it was like uh uh, what was it called? But it, was, it was. Let's make a deal. Like, <laughs> what was the things in the 1960s? The big concerts that changed uh, up in upstate New York. Well, I wouldn't know anything about the 1960s, Chris. Big contest yeah. in New York. Big, this is con- this no concert. Concert with. with oh, oh um, you're thinking. Uh, you're thinking. Um, um, not Lollapalooza. Um, 
What's it called? Uh, Woodstock. 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 Yeah, Woodstock. The USA was like guru stock, dude. <laughs> there was like business cards flying everywhere, deals being made in the back room. I can make you pro. And you know what? I never know if I can help. I mean, I, I can help someone improve, but God only knows, you know, what what the end result will be. Yeah. Um, you know? Chris, t- I'm, I don't feel like we get enough stories on uh, Heavy Muscle Radio, so I'm putting you on the spot. Can you think of any crazy or different or interesting Olympia stories for all the years that you went with Jay and you've been at the Olympia for so many years. Can you think of any interesting stuff? Were you ever allowed backstage? Have you ever been allowed backstage? No, I was never. No, no, I was, uh, never. I was never allowed backstage. I mean, never had the desire to go backstage. I'll tell you the Jay story about, you know, me crying. I thought that was normal. Yeah, the other big. good Jay story is, is, uh, I went with him out to the, uh, Olympia in 19, uh, 1999, 1999, uh-huh. and uh, he was, he, he looked nutty that year. Uh, he got fourth at the Arnold, his first, first Arnold, third at the Ironman, fourth at the Arnold, and uh, he went out to the Olympia, and I think we were out there like two full weeks. God only knows why we get out there two weeks early. And I took off, and we, we went two weeks early, and Chris one shot him, and everyone was shooting him. And two two memorable stories is, I remember Chris one saying, uh, coming up to him and after he shot him, and saying, you, 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 you might be a contender for this. And Jay was like, yeah, yeah. You know Jay very mature for his age. He's probably like, 15, I think he was like 22 or something, 24. He was young then. And, and, and Lund said, no, 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 Jay, you, 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 you might be top three. And I just said something like, you know, gosh, you might be like top five, top, you know, I kept on moving it up as we were out there because he was looking really good and he just looked crazy, you know? So in comes LeBron into the gym <laughs> and LeBron looked at him up, down, up, down and just looked, you know how boxes stare each other down? Yeah, of course. He got that close into Jay's face and looked at him straight in the eye and I was just standing there you know, with Jay, like the the, the water boy or something <laughs> and uh, LeFron said, man, what have you been doing? Like just baffled by the way Jay looked. So, Jay had really high expectations and I had high expectations of the way he was going to look and do when Jay came out I was like holy shit huh. you know because everyone came out and you know like LeBron came out and, and Ray came out and Leela came out and everyone came out and when Jay came out you know I thought okay he's this is crazy he's going to be like right there in the first column well he got 15th out of 16 yeah yeah I remember that I don't really know why you know you know I, I just don't you know it's like one of these shows that you, you're young you just don't, he's young, I'm young, you don't know. But I thought he did like radically better. And we went to the hotel and I know he was down and I'd never really seen Jay down. And uh, and he said, you know, you think I got it? You know, I can, you think I should quit? And I just remember, I remember him sitting in this chair, the exact way he looked. And I, you know, slumped in it and I said, are you? fucking crazy you just you can kill these guys you, can, you know blah 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 but I was serious right you know and it was only really uh, the next year he didn't do so well in the Olympia he got he moved up eight places he got eighth but on the tour he was second to Coleman 
um, in two shows, and the we were in England backstage, and I looked at Jay, and he will attest to this when you get him on the show someday. And I said, <laughs> this was 2000. And I said, and, and Coleman had just beaten him, and I thought he should have beaten Coleman. You know, and people were like, rah, 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 Coleman, yeah. you know, 2000. And I thought Jay should have beat him in 2000 in Europe, at least in one of the two shows, if not both. And I told Jay straight up, I said, last time Coleman ever beat you in your life. And then the next show that they met was 2001 Olympia. Wow. Did Jay, did Jay, did Jay have a different kind of uh, makeup or work ethic than most of the guys that you've been exposed to or worked with? I mean, what makes him what makes him so much better than a lot of these guys? Is it the work ethic, or is it the, just the genetic component? Well, he's genetics, and he's just analytical. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll you know, he's 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 uh, you know, I I think Jay, you know, we've never talked about this, but my that you know, my observation of Jay is he can think of situations with him removed from the situation. In other words, sometimes you have to make decisions about your life or your body or whatever it is, but you're stuck in your body. It's hard for you to make the decision objectively. And I think Jay has the ability to step back almost like he's not part of himself and make the make the right decision hmm. without getting emotionally caught up in very, it. Very tough to do that. It's very, very, very tough. You have, to, you have to either have it or you have to learn it. And it's very tough to learn and I think that he has done that not only business-wise, but he's done that um, with his, you know what I mean, with his body. Meaning right. a lot of bodybuilders can't decide on what they need, what their needs really are. And I think even from a young age, he could figure out, okay, let me remove myself from the situation. What, what do I need? What does Jay need? You know, almost like in the third person, okay, what's best for Jay? physique-wise, what he need to do. So, I think that's, you know, that's an edge. Are you surprised you know I mean? by his um, by his level of success in business? No. No, because he was always, he was not at all. Not one iota, because he's always like that. That's, that's in his blood. He told me, he told me that he learned all, you said this isn't true, but he told me that he learned a lot of the business stuff and investing in real estate from you, watching you. Well, because I was always like Mr., you know, I wouldn't say net organization, but he used to come up to my place. And I was always into business and blah, blah, you know what I mean? And stocks and real estate and you name it. So, I mean, he might have observed that. Well, that's, if he says that, then, you know, that's how observant he is. You know, you know, Jay's the type of person who can spend 10 minutes in your house, Aaron, and, and five years later tell you where everything is. Oh, Really? So if he says he learned stuff from me, that's only because he's ridiculously observant, which goes back to being able to, you know, you got to be aware or observant of where you fit into bodybuilding. You, you, you know what I mean? Sure. It, it's like, um, you know what? It's like this. Um, Sean is getting ready. Roden, I, I, I think, is going to do win the Olympia. And you think Sean Roden is going to win the Olympia? No, I said he's, he's going to do good in the Olympia. Oh, do good, yeah, absolutely. You know, and 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 some people may get so sucked into the excitement of the Olympia, 
there's just so much pressure and there's so much excitement and so much this and so much that that you know it's a big opportunity for him and, and most people would blow it and I think he's older and he's mature enough to not to the level of J can but realize okay how can I remove myself temporarily from the situation and observe you know what do I really need coming into the show I know I can because I, I have no there's, there's, there's nothing for me to lose and there's not too much for me to lead again so I, I can advise him okay Sean this is how you have to you know kind of like prep toward the end you know the last few weeks coming in but um, uh, I, I, I think that um, getting back to Jay and tying it into Roden uh, Jay's always had a level of maturity how come uh, Jay always about, whenever yeah. I mention you to Jay he always says uh he mentions you how much you love protein bars. What's the deal with that? Because <laughs> I never to- eat. Because I, <laughs> I never eat nothing. I don't. You know, I don't have an appetite. So whenever I was at Jay's house in, in years past, he would either have every protein bar going, or <laughs> companies would send him bars, hoping he would say, "Oh, I like your bar." So I would go to his cabinets and like some type of. Uh, dog and, and search, <laughs> search around for the best bars. You would, you would scavenge for the best protein bars. Scavenge, yeah. Give me a Yiddish word. I don't know a Yiddish word for scavenge. You would, scavenge. Um, scavenge you're, like, like, uh, you're a chaza. You're a chaza for protein bars. Yeah. You're a pig. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's funny. He always says that. Does he have a protein bar? Every time. Every yeah, show you're at. Protein bar and coffee. Coffee and a protein bar, yeah. That's right. That's it. That's the recipe. So, Sean, ask about Sean Roden. Sean Roden, what do you think um, is, his, is his potential? Look, I, when I look at the guys coming into the Olympia, taking Jay out of the equation, because he's not, you know, I know he's doing it. He says he's doing it in 2013. I believe he is doing it in 2013. But for this year, Sean Roden is one of those guys that, uh, that I believe has the shape. You know, I don't, he doesn't have the muscle yet, but the shape to be right there with Phil Heath, maybe beating Phil Heath. It's possible. Do you agree with that, or is he too old? No, I, I think uh, we'll, we'll know after the, the next, you know, we'll know right away this year where he stands. Yeah. But I'll tell you where he will surprise people is, I think, um, I think he's hard to beat by anyone in the front double bicep, period. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Could, and I can, I, I can if, if people are not 100% on, and he is 100% on, I can see him beating everyone, including Phil Heath in the front of a bicep. Yeah. Um, he will win the app shot for sure. No one will touch him. You call that the uh, crunch shot, huh? No, the abs, abs and thighs. Abs and thighs. Oh, okay. You're, I thought yep. you were saying it was crunch shot. But side tricep, he, he may win. If, yeah, if him not, and Phil Heath. Be, Phil Heath has a great side tricep, yeah, too. Yeah, Phil so. Heath has a fantastic side tri. Um, so, I mean, granted, he doesn't have the back double, um, but you know he's got. I mean, there's there's three shots, two of which he can win, three of which he may win. You know, it, it, if, if 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 people are wooed by the quarter turns, but from the front and side, he's, he he can he can hang with anyone on those shots. Is he too old, Chris? Because people don't realize that Sean's not a young, not necessarily. I mean, he's not an old guy by any means, but he's not that young. What is he? Thirty seven. I think he's thirty-seven. Yeah. So if he if he's thirty-seven, does he have the? Is he too old to make the the significant improvements that he needs to make to be the best? 
Well, you know, chronologically, you know, you, you would say yes, but at the same time, if you look at his physique, uh, I mean, look, look what he's done with his physique since February. He's yeah, huge, the same guy. huge, huge difference. You know, and, and I, he will not look the same as Dallas and, and Tampa. He's definitely gained two real, three real pounds of muscle since then. So look at how fast that is. You know, you know, you know when people say, I gained 10 pounds, you're right, we'll see on stage. But he, you know, he's, he's, he's a little thicker than he was, uh, you know, at these most recent shows. And, um, I mean, and he's completely 100% different than he was in February. Right, and when he won Team U, when he won Team U, he was only like two ten. So he's made, he's yeah, gained yeah. a lot of muscle. Yeah, he's two forty, two forty nine today. That's unbelievable. And he's pretty hard, pretty hard, you know, for whatever 20, 20 days away. Yeah. Let me ask you one more question about Jay Cutler. I got, I got one more Cutler question. God, you love the Jay Cutler question. Yeah, I love it because I know I'm going to get him to listen to this. So I'm, I'm real interested to hear. Everyone listens to your show, so uh, of course he's going to listen to them no matter what. I'm going to, I'm going to specifically tell him. I'm going to tell him you got to listen. I'm going to ask this. you a Jay question, Jay Cutler question. But go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. You go next. Um, okay. You think? Look, I know for a fact he's not doing. This is, has nothing to do with money. So he's not competing again in 2013 to, to hope to win money. That doesn't matter. Okay, let me you. interrupt you. Let yeah. me interrupt you. Yeah. Didn't I say I don't do things for money? Right. He's the same way, I guess, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and I think that he's doing well enough. I mean, I'm not going to talk about his personal financial situation, but I believe that Jay doesn't need 200 grand or whatever, whatever he can potentially make off this. So let's just let's take that out of the equation. Do you think that this is uh, – what is it, Jay's motivating factor for competing? Because I, I 100% definitely believe he's competing in 2013. I don't think there's any <laughs> – any chance that okay, he... Okay, this is why I call myself the technician era. Why yeah. is he doing it? Yeah, Because why? he didn't look good last year and he didn't look good the year before, period. So he want, he. it's all about, so, for him, it's all about so, beating. So that's why I'm always right, because because he didn't look good last year, he didn't look good the year before. So it's one thing to get beat, you know, but your there's, best. there's nothing worse than getting beat when you're not at your best, because right. you really weren't beat. Right, he feels like, you, you think that it, deep down in his psyche, he feels like that Phil Heath beat him on a bad day. He wants to, to be up there on a on a good day. Of course, yeah, because then 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 he could walk away and say I was beaten by a better guy. Did you ever see he any was. of the pictures, or did I ever show you the picture of him before the bicep tear? Like right, uh, what was it, two weeks out or a week and a half out before the bicep tear? Well, that goes that right down to his, to his contest prep the last two years, two, three years. Yeah, I mean that opens up another can of worms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you want to comment about, on that? Well, I just have a bit, I can comment all day long. But my my question to you is, if if he's at his best, can he beat Phil Heath? I think that if Jay Cutler is at his best in the pictures that I seen, um, I think that Jay Cutler that year people are saying it's impossible. Whatever, I think that no, Jay, just 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 if Jay brings his best, can he beat Phil? I think that he can. I think that he can. I think it's possible. I think that it makes it more difficult now that that Phil is the champion and he's not. So he is definitely yeah. in the in the in the challenger position. It's going to be tougher. You know, he's going to have to be his all time best. He's not going to be able to be the Jay Cutler I saw in the pictures that blew me away. He's going to be have to be a whole different level. It's going to have to be two thousand one all over again. You know, to, for him to win. Yeah, well, lightning strikes twice. So yeah, well, I might have to call uh, Chris Acido's. I might need to get on the phone quick. So 
next time. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. We'll, we'll end in just a minute, but I want to ask uh, about the two other. First of all, Derek Farnsworth is is a great story. This is a guy who thought basically thought his career was pretty much over. Uh, I don't think that he ever in his wildest dreams imagined he would be on the Olympia stage one day. Um, it's it's a pretty amazing story, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, he told me that the other night. He said, I've been training 24 years, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I'd be going to the Olympia other than to attend. Yeah, and so... And I just, I just, I think, I think that's why when you interviewed me in Chicago, it's funny, you you read me like a book and you said... Uh, are you proud of Derek? You didn't ask me of. Uh, you didn't ask me how he looked. You didn't ask me. You know, right. do you think he should have been sharp or full of this or that? Or you said, "Are you proud?" And I, that's exactly the way I was thinking. I said, "I'm incredibly proud." Right. Because he, he's wor- he's worked his. Uh, yeah, I've been working with him a couple years, and uh, he's worked his ass off. Um, yeah, you know, I know a lot of bodybuilders do who I do and don't work with. I'm not, you know, but. What I know about Derek is that um, he's had to really work his tail off to qualify for the for the show. Do you, when you start working with a guy, look, I, this, this is just an observation that, I, that I'm making or that I've made before. I mentioned this to, to uh, PJ the other day. It seems to me that the guys that you work with, the, the athletes you choose to work with, all seem to be like really like decent people. We we are in an industry where there are a lot of people that that don't qualify for that. You know what I mean? But somehow you know we got Sean Roden who's a, who's a, is an excellent, just a great yeah, guy. Yeah, excellent guy. I, this is a guy who who called me up to find out what I wanted for the baby. You know, he looked at our uh, Babies R Us list. He's going to buy me a present from the uh, from our registry. You know, this, oh definitely email me the Babies R Us thing. I'll, I'll send you some. Okay, some I'm making you feel guilty now. I'll, I absolutely, I'll send you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> you know, um, so th- I mean, this is. I mean, I don't expect that from anybody. Um, so the fact you know, but that even even beyond that, he's just a good a good guy. You got. Uh, Jose Raymond, who is one of the funniest nice guys in uh, in yeah. bodybuilding, he's hilarious, and he's yeah, a good he good human being. Derek Farnsworth is is one hell of a guy. He's a a hard worker, a decent uh, human being. You know, no uh, nobody really says anything bad about Derek. You know, everybody you work with, um, uh, Eduardo Correa. Troy, you know, Troy, I don't I don't Troy's know him. An asshole, but what's that? Troy's an asshole. Troy's an asshole. So yeah, I mean, to all show, of them are so, good. so that was for Troy. <laughs> <laughs> all of them are great guys. I mean, I don't know Eduardo as well because he doesn't he doesn't speak a lot of English. So I mean, he's getting way better, but I don't know him that well. And and Maradona, I didn't I didn't know at all. But most of these guys, I mean, as far as I know, are uh, are great like human beings away from bodybuilding. Is that a prerequisite to work with Chris Aceto? Like, if you're an no, asshole, don't, don't bother. The, 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 the stars line up, man. Um, you know, Cray is the best. He's the best. He's uh, he's um, he's uh, this guy loves bodybuilding, and you know I don't love people because I love people. I me I don't. You know I mean I don't, <laughs> don't hate people, but I like to be alone a lot. Korea likes just interacting with people, and uh, that's nothing, not anything negative to say about anyone else. But I I just picked up on that because you said you didn't know him. Uh, he's he's he's. Uh, Eduardo, you mean Eduardo? He may be as funny as Jose Raymond. Who, Eduardo, you mean? Yeah, Eduardo, Eduardo. He told me, he said that uh, it's lucky that he doesn't speak a lot of English or else he would get himself in trouble talking shit and trying to make jokes. Yeah, Yeah, he likes to imitate the other bodybuilders with their body (laughs) language. He's very funny. I won't say who he can imitate, but most of them. Oh, man, I got to get him to do some imitations. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. 
You know, I don't yeah, like... Yeah, well, next time you, the three of us get together, I'll go through the list so we can imitate. They can do their walk, their talk, their, their, their poses, everything. Oh, that's great. No, I, I had no idea. I know, I mean, he seemed... I mean, the fact that he was... Um, I don't know if people saw, everybody saw, but uh, when uh, at the last show, Eduardo actually interviewed Chris, and, uh, and, and he was willing to get on there in front of the camera, even though he doesn't speak English very, very well, and, and do that and, and be funny and be, you know be available to do something a little bit out of his comfort zone that's very unusual for a bodybuilder yeah no he's, he's his, his zone is very wide you know so his, that's why you just gotta know him and then you know his comfort zone is, is, is pretty vast just people think that he's you know maybe you know Mr. Tunnel Vision when it's he just doesn't have the you know the ability to communicate he can communicate with anyone just you know sometimes you have to talk a little slow he seems I guess how he comes off to me is he always come up to me is, is shy that's what I got from him that he was shy but obviously that's not the case yeah he's a bit shy he, okay. he, he's very he, he does not speak loud at all he's very 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 soft spoken and he's very 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 slow god is he slow <laughs> uh, meaning he just slow except in the gym he's a wild man and uh and he's the most, uh, he's, he's, he's very, you know, people say negatively, oh, he's so anal. He's so anal about his Bible, but he makes it incredibly fun. He's always cracking jokes and making things, people smile and making a lot, but he's very anal. I, I'm, I'm serious. He asked me today about buying and shipping it to me and me bringing it to the Olympia to buy like a $700 accurate scale because he wanted to make sure he made weight. And I said, just get something from Walmart. That's funny. And he was serious. No, 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 I think it's special, the very best one. I need the best one to make sure, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's funny. That's funny. It doesn't, and he doesn't realize that the, the people weighing there, the actual scale they're yeah, using the is probably scale. shit. Yeah, yeah, regular scale, yeah. So, um, Chris, where do you, to end, to end this interview, where do you see Chris Aceto in, in, in five years? Like, what is your ambition in bodybuilding? What's, what is the goal? You know, I, I don't, it's funny you ask that because I was just thinking it recently, what, what I might be doing and I, I, had, I thought, will I still be helping bodybuilders in three years um, because I'll be 50. And I was thinking that as long as I'm having fun uh, and it, and I mean that, you know, because people say, as long as I'm having fun, I say, this is fucking bullshit, people. As long as I'm having fun, then mm-hmm. you find out, you know, they're disaster, something, whatever. Right. But as, as long as I get enjoyment from helping bodybuilders, I'm going to continue to do it. And that's how I know not to take on too many clients, because when it, when it starts to feel like, like a burden or that it's, you, you know, when it when it when it, when I take on too much, then it's not fun. So that's why I want to you know keep my the people I help you know my clientele so to speak limited. Um, you know, then I know it's too much. So really, to answer that is 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 um it has to be enjoyable for me, and that that's how I you know not to give life lessons, but that's I I do things only that I want to do, or not that I have to do, and things that I enjoy doing um, and I, I, I think people want to do that and aspire to do that but you know we started this conversation with talk of cancer and that's what solidified it for me you know when I got sick you know one thing I, I used to make this promise to myself if I get better 
I'm going to do things that I want to do and that are fun for me. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to make... Anyway, those are like the parameters. No, they got to be between those, fun and enjoyable. Those are good. I think that's very good advice, Chris. The problem is for some people is they don't know what what would be fun or what they would enjoy doing. But I can speak for personally. When I found bodybuilding as a career and decided that's what I was going to do, um, not that everybody needs to do bodybuilding by any means, but um, when I decided that, my life took off and I only do what I want to do and although I'm doing a lot of different kind of stuff everything I want to do I I am doing is fun and I think that's why I do well at it because I throughout my whole life I would always consider myself I mean if I looked objectively at myself I would say I was pretty much you know a lazy bum on a lot of stuff I was not somebody with a a lot of work ethic and then when I found bodybuilding that all changed because I was I was working hard but I was working hard doing things that I liked yeah yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So that means we're going to retire when we're in our 80s, I guess. I, I believe that. I honestly I honestly believe that, that I'll do it. I'll do it until somebody tells me I can't. Yeah. No, I really believe that. You know, um, well, so, so does that mean, Chris, as far as how I, how I do things personally, is I try to create goals. So I have goals for this year, and I have goals for last year, and I have ultimate goals and stuff like that. At this point with you and your career, you don't have, like, definite find goals you're just going to keep doing it and having fun yeah I, I because I I, I, I I with the bodybuilding I, I, I usually um, I don't set specific goals for uh, myself I, that's not to say you know you know I, I set goals mentally for the bodybuilder when I start working with someone and usually that goal is you know what this guy whether he's getting ready for the the Tampa, or he's getting ready for the Chicago show. The Chicago show to this guy is his Mr. Olympia. Right. So I'm going to treat it like Mr. Olympia, and I'm going to treat him like he's got, you know, he's laying his whole being on the line to win the Chicago because it's his Mr. Olympia. So that's really the only goal in bodybuilding night I, I, I set. Um, but my, my motto is... Um, you know, although I set goals in my life, not necessarily in bodybuilding is, uh, what is my motto? I haven't thought about it lately. It is because I live it. Let's see. It is, uh, I, I don't regret the past or fear the future. Say it again. I don't regret the past. I, I, I live this way and I do it in bodybuilding too. I do it in bodybuilding too. It's very important. Don't have any regrets about the past and don't fear the future. In other words, you pick a bodybuilder, and I'll give you how it works for that. But you pick a famous bodybuilder. Um, let's see. And I'll tell you how, how I would think about it if I was them. Don't regret well, that. Well, I got, I got one. I got one that's going through some, some, some bad stuff right now. How about Victor Martinez, who just uh, okay, broke his you arm? Can't, you know, 2007 Mr. Olympia, he thinks he should have won. Maybe he should have won. But if he, if he regrets it, he can't become a better bodybuilder ever. So you see what I mean? He can't live now, today to be able to improve going forward. Let's say he didn't break his arm, which you just told me. Right, right. So by regretting, you know, something that happened in the past. All right, let's, uh, let's change it. Since you're right, I kind of skewed it with that. Let's make it Jay Cutler. He, 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 can't, have, he can't have regrets about... Um, Jay can't regret, uh, of course, I would say not working with me, but <laughs> Juan, but he can't, he can't, he can't regret... You know how he came in 2011, 
right? Right. Because yeah. if, he, if he regrets it, then it's going to eat at him too much, and he's not going to be able to improve going forward. And he can't fear not winning in the future. You know what I mean? Because that that that's put a limitation on him. He's got to be able to expect that he could win or lose. Right. But I'm sure that's the way he thinks anyway. You know, he gets it. Yeah. Where where you you know what I mean? You can't fear. You can't fear the success in the future. You can't. You don't know what's going to happen in the future, so there's no reason to even think about it. That and that, that's sense. how I always apply that for contest prep for someone is, you know, I never get scared about the contest coming forward. I, I just don't, I, I don't get, there's no anxiety for me on my behalf looking right. into the into the future. You know, the Olympia's coming, I, I have zero level of stress about it because I'm, you know, if I'm the bodybuilder, him, the bodybuilder himself should be just worried or concerned about, you know, day to day the future is going to take care of itself so long as you're you're you know firing off on all cylinders in the gym and with your diet today so that will take care of itself and there's no use of thinking in the past you know even even it works both ways you know it works with Victor regretting 2007 but it's, you know that's a negative but you could take a positive and say uh, thinking in the past in terms of Sean Roden winning two shows I, I already told him it means nothing Right. It means absolutely nothing. If you don't bring it for the Olympia, who cares? That's right. In fact, if you don't bring it for the Olympia, people say, well, he can't peak three times. So, you know, or or he's over his head. You know, he can't compete with these guys. Right. I agree. Um, before before I, I'm gonna, we're going to wrap it up, Chris, but I want to ask you uh, one other thing. You were a very busy guy, not only with all these bodybuilding clients, but with, um, with business itself. Um, I know you do... Um, uh, real estate, right? Is that your main other business? Is that the main uh, source of income that's my, for? That's my my main business. Yeah. And when how I, many how many properties uh, do you have now? Well, do you want me to tell the lie when I tell people? Or you want me to tell the truth? I, we're on the radio. <laughs> we're, you're telling the truth here. Uh, I like to annoy people and tell them I have five hundred. <laughs> I have uh, seventy. And 78 apartments and uh, eight and nine condominiums. And um, I rent them all out. That's a lot. That's a lot. So yeah, um, ridiculous. How did how did you um how did you decide you wanted to do? Is that a good? Is that is that something that I should be considering? Is that something that uh, absolutely that yes yes absolutely positively 100 percent yes. How, how did because, you decide to get into that? Just give us a little background on that, because I'm personally interested. I need okay, to know. You know I, I, I do have a little bodybuilding magazine that I was in when I was 17 years old, and I looked at it a, a couple of years ago, and it and it was a little write up about me. I was 17 years old, and I was in high school, and it and I, they asked me, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I want to go in in hotel or restaurant management, or you know, I'm in bodybuilding, so maybe I'll pursue like nutrition or something. Or what I'd really like to do is real estate. Hmm. So I always had it in my blood, but um, here's what turned the turned my mind on a dime. My, my father did things. My father used to used to uh, drive me around town, and we used to drive by real estate, but never go inside and look at real estate. And had he bought any one of those properties when I was like ten years old, he'd be retired for life. Meaning, hmm. you know what I mean? They just went up in price over the years. I mean, sure, this, of course. You know, a loaf of bread does too, of course. But um, I met a guy, crazy as it might be sound, from Iraq. 
Wow. And the, yep. Somehow I ran into him and blah, blah. We became friends for a little while. And he told me he had apartment buildings. And, and I thought, this guy came like five years ago. He's got a problem. This is, this is, how'd you do it? You know, he told me how he did it. But, uh, and he, he took me on a tour through the apartment buildings. And I said, you know, is this, you know, couldn't, you know, what, what's the investment like? And he told me this and that. Um, but what it dawned on me in terms of this is just apartment buildings, which was my first investment, is no matter what, people always at the end of the day need to live somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? Meaning sure. businesses can, you can take your money and invest in a supplement business, so you can take your money and invest in a coffee shop or a donut shop or auto mechanic shop, and you can lose it all, can go out of business. And you can in real estate too, but generally, let's say you, you buy an apartment building, you know, you probably can find tenants to live there. Sure. You know, so someone's got to live there. I guess unless it's a real shithole, right? Yeah, unless it's a real shithole. So, uh, um, I, uh, I got involved and I, unlike, probably I wouldn't give this advice to people, but I leveraged myself up to the smithereens, uh-huh. um, and was able to not lose everything. This was an land. apartment building. The, the apartment, apartment building, mostly, mostly apartment buildings, but some, some kind of individual condominiums, um, which, and, and I also have a commercial, uh, real estate too, which is, you know, office building, but, um, started with apartments and, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a great investment because, um, in investing, uh, I always tell people, don't think one year is two years, three years, think 20, 20 years is going to go by anyway. And by the time 20 years goes, goes by, you can have whatever you purchased. It's going to be paid off by your tenants. Right. So, so that's really the, that's really the key that you're that you're making more than your mortgage uh, by these guys all putting it together, and then eventually you own the place, and, and there's no mortgage, and you're making all profit. That's right. That's right. How many of your places then, are paid off now? Um, I have uh, I have one. I have uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, three different that I know right off the top of my head, six unit apartment buildings that are completely paid off, 100%. Wow. Do you have people that work for you to manage these places, Chris, or are you involved personally in all of them? I, I'm, I'm very involved, but I have people who who work for me, and um, without them, I'd be bankrupt. Do you ever have, have you ever had any bodybuilder tenants? No, but I, I did, I have met people, believe me, who like, they make the connections. There's one three degrees of separation, dude, in bodybuilding. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, you know, the, 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 yeah, it's Christmas, you know, blah, 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 blah. 2001 Olympia, Jay Collis should have won his next out of the That's funny. That's funny. So, so you think, I, I, I mean, I'm interested for me personally. So you, how do you, um, how do you determine which I is would, a good investment? You know what I would I would do if I was you, Aaron. I What's would look that? for I would look for a, a, a two unit, three unit, a four unit uh, apartment building in uh-huh. a good location, and I would move into it. And then you can get a thirty year loan for three and a half percent, which is like free money. And you can put because it's four units or less, you can put five percent of the purchase price down or less. 
and then if you if you just look forever, there's one out there somewhere in your greater area, in a decent area that once you collect the rent on the other three units, you're living 100% for free. Meaning you can pay the mortgage, the taxes, the insurance, the heat, the, the electric, the air conditioning, everything. Hmm. And instead of paying rent, you can let the other, if it's a three unit, the other two people, four, uh, four units, the other three people pay for your your place. And then once you build equity in it, you can move out and buy a single family if you want to. Cool. That's an interesting idea, Chris. I'll have to I'll have to pick your pick your brain about this kind of stuff at another time. You still have to pay for your groceries, though. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, <laughs> right? Oh, Chris, the thank stipend, you very. The stipend, the stipend Dave gives us for our ex should pay for the groceries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go. I'll live off my isolize. That's what I get paid anyway, Chris. Just isolize. <laughs> Well, Chris, very, very nice talking to you. I'm glad you came on Access Bodybuilding. I think this was a great interview, so you're definitely not, not the worst guest that I've had on Access Bodybuilding. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. When you, when, you, when you come up with the, the, the worst five, the worst five, if I, if I don't make a list, send me the list so I can find out. Um, you don't the make the list. I've had, I've had too many people that barely speak English, so you, you beat those guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Chris, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Technician with a small T, thank you. Um. Exactly.